Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 68, the non-combative episode of the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast for us, the good night groups. My name is Matt. Today, I am joined by Paul, Josh, and Mike. But gentlemen, we're going to get right into this thing. Instead of asking you guys how you're doing, I want to ask everyone what their peak of the week has been. Paul, we're going to you first. What is the best thing that happened to you this week? Are we singing this episode? <laughs> uh, no, no. No. Okay. <clears throat> we could. Actually, we could. What? We could. We'll have, to, we'll have to rehearse it, though. Yeah. Super fair. Uh, honestly, probably peak of my week has been rehearsal for the musical episode of the podcast. I've been really psyched. <laughs> yeah, We've actually yeah, yeah. been in secret doing it for quite a while. Um, not uh, not telling Josh and Mike about it, so we're just going to spring it on them a little bit. A little bit of contrast to make us look a little better. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I've had a crazy exciting week. I thought I had some good peaks. I'll say my real peak is honestly I got my bivalent COVID booster, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty psyched. I've been waiting a long time to get that uh, special Omicron protection. So yeah, it was good. Uh, downside of that, though, I felt like absolute balls all weekend. Uh, but I kind of prepped for it. Like I did it on Friday, like right at the end of work. So I knew like the whole weekend just gonna be recovery mode. Um, but it was a little little worse. Like I was just exhausted for such a long time and just like zoned out. Um, but yeah, three days later, I'm feeling excellent now. Uh, nice and protected, and yeah, that's about it for me. Nothing like crazy exciting has happened, but uh, you know, good to get that going on. All right, very nice, Mike. Your peak. What's the best thing that happened to you this week? I guess this week my parents came home, so I have someone to actually watch my dog, and I can <laughs> have a life again. So that's yeah. pretty nice. That's what I'm going with. All right. I didn't realize they were gone, but it does make sense now because you you have been very preoccupied recently <laughs> with yep. the dog makes sense josh your peak sir you're muted his peak is that he's muted my peak is that i was just muted before i started saying this <laughs> so and now you're not anymore that's your oh, that's it's a miracle congratulations it was a really bad week no it's gonna be a weeby answer this time around oh uh, we're rolling with uh my hero academia release in season six uh it's coming out weekly which sucks i wish they'd honestly just dump this shit out and let us just binge it as always but you know, it's good. It's fun so far, and I'm glad it's back. Do they normally just release it all at the same time? Not anime, no. Okay. Anime does weekly. How many episodes in a season? Usually 20, 25. Okay. And and how many of them are going to be filler, or are they pretty good about not doing that? My Hero has, like, no filler. Whoa. Uh, new, new shonen anime is really, really good about not having filler. Not like It's not like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto from back in the day. Good. Yeah. I, Naruto was notorious for just an insane amount of filler. You don't want to watch Goku charge up for five goddamn episodes <laughs> against Frieza? That's why they they came out. We were talking about this not too long ago. That, that Dragon Ball Kai. For, yeah, Kai, Dragon yeah. Ball Kai is where they take all that out. He only charges up for one episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty. It's still like three, but it was seven. So it's like <laughs> right. a little bit. Like it clearly was. There was never a version where he's not charging up for 90% of the show, but it's a little <laughs> bit less of the episodes. I, I think before it was more of a thing, right, where it was like they the ma the manga only went so far. Right. But they, they, they needed to get episodes out on like season basis. But now we're in this like weird post TV world where you can just be like, I'm not making a season for three years while we wait for the manga to catch up. And right. no one really cares because everything takes three to five years to come out now. Pretty much. Now, I know it's not technically anime, really, but I remember 
a complaint about Avatar The Last Airbender being that it did have a number of just filler episodes. Honestly, the filler episodes in Avatar weren't really filler. It's just like fun. filler episode and it's not even a filler episode. It's just fun. I feel like else. it's more like like people often will say like slice of life is filler like anything that's like a fun mm-hmm. side adventure that isn't the main quest or something on these things are like filler but that's not it's they're just intended sometimes but yeah all of their side quests add character arc progression so it it's not filler Mike's here Mike's ready to throw down for Avatar I will throw down that Avatar <laughs> Last Airbender does not have filler it's go, it's goaded with there the is zero filler in it, Avatar. Mike, as a huge Avatar fan, can I just uh, have you seen some of the the stuff from the new cut where they're a little bit bluer? The end of that in the theaters right now. <laughs> There's a lot of no. water involved too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Jesus, it was a bad movie when I saw it the first time. <laughs> Pokemon had a lot of filler. A lot of filler. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, Pokemon is really feels like 95% fill. like it's it even just, the main hard, quest is filler. right it's yeah. hard to really distinguish because the main quest is just I want to be the best and just and like catch every Pokemon and beat everyone so right. I mean that's just nothing <laughs> it was like your your sort of serialized like monster of the week sort of thing in a different format mm-hmm. yeah but the thing about Pokemon I guess I, I haven't looked into this what obviously the game is what created it all but did they do a manga first or an anime first? Which came first in that regard? I don't know if Pokemon was really a manga. Like I think it, it was had a, it. It had it, but it, it, yeah. it wasn't Ash. I don't think it was. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the manga. Was there, I was gonna say. I feel like the manga was not like the straight shot. Like the yeah. anime did not necessarily right adapt the manga. I think they were separate stories. Weird that it had so much filler then. <laughs> because it yeah. was its own thing. They anyway. could have done whatever they wanted. And then what they wanted was 10,000 episodes yeah. that are all yeah. kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> kids love it. That's true. That's true. I ate that shit kids up. They love it. Now, my peak is that we're just getting deeper into spooky season. Although I have to be honest, I'm not quite feeling it yet. I'm not celebrating the way I want to be celebrating. I'm not playing spooky games like I want to be. Play- like I want to play some Phasmophobia. I still want to play Medieval, which I've, <laughs> I've been talking about for three years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to it. I promise. I, it's not even that great of a game, but it's been on the list for October forever. But my other peak is that I got my first MMO mouse. I got a Logitech G600. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. I'm excited to try it out. I've always been mostly a clicker. If anyone who plays MMOs knows what I'm talking about, mostly a clicker. If you don't play MMOs and you listen to this podcast, by the way, I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know why you listen because it you comes must like up us every week. a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it looks. It, I haven't set it up yet. I just, I got it yesterday. Uh, I'll probably plug it in later tonight or sometime tomorrow. But it it looks interesting. I'll be able to click buttons on the mouse instead of finding it on my UI. So that'll be a nice little improvement. Matt, you have to hurry up and plug it in because I, I almost pulled the trigger on an MMO mouse today. Oh. But I need, I need more like new, like obviously I could ask Josh, but Josh is a veteran of MMO mice. I need right. someone who's just coming in out of nowhere. Um, but with a similar experience to me to be like, this is worth it because the Razer Naga pro that like wireless one with like the flop of the swappable, like the, the crazy one right. is only a uh, hundred dollars Canadian right now on the Amazon prime early access Black Friday weird shit thing sale today. So I was oh. like, oh, I almost just I was like a hunt cool, cool hundro. Just just drop it and get an MMO mouse. But I, I couldn't. 
Yeah, see, I went with the Logitech one because it is the cheapest of the major MMO mice, and it is the most recommended one. So, you know, if if it fails, because on some of these that you see, like the the left click fails, or some of the side buttons fail over time, or the the scroll wheel fails. So I'm like, if that happens, that it was a cheaper investment. So it's not yeah. that big of a deal. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to show me your trends. In show me your trends, I give the panelists the beginning of a Google search phrase, and they have to tell me how the top result ends by picking from three options. One is correct, two are wrong. Searches are made in incognito mode. It's like my Halloween Christ. season we witch. Just gets worse every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you get a witch laugh in there, maybe on Halloween episode, that'd be nice. To get the purest answers possible, we're going to play three quick rounds. All right, round one. Can you die from blank? Can you die from not sleeping? Can you die from monkey pox? Although I will say pox in this situation is spelled P-O-X-S. I don't, I don't think that's how it's spelled. Poxes. And then the final uh, possibility, can you die from a broken heart? Absolutely. Shout yeah. out to the elderly. I mean, you can die from literally anything, really. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Just like one of the groups at 50 with a heart attack. Abs well, I don't, we haven't said what it is, but yeah, one of us by 50. <laughs> yep. Here's the thing. They're all so good. Sorry, what was the middle one again? Monkey poxes. I don't. Okay. That makes me feel like it's, it's definitely on the list because I don't think Matt made it up. I feel like that one was like there, but I don't know if it was number one. Oh. Plural somehow. <laughs> Isn't it just monkey I feel pox? like it's, uh, it's monkey poxes. I'm saying monkey poxes too. You know what? Fuck it. Go on my gut. You know what? I'm with it. Let's do it. The answer is, can you die from a broken heart? A broken wow. heart. Damn. Monkey poxes was number two. Wow. So, yeah. And monkey pox <laughs> Monkey pox was weighed. <laughs> wasn't on the list. Wasn't on the list. <laughs> a lot of single people out there struggling right now. All right, round two. Best tip for blank. Best tip for frosting cupcakes. Best tip for pressure washing concrete or best tip for churros? Uh, I, I really feel as someone who works in an industry where I see a lot of these kind of industries come up, pressure washing concrete. People are obsessed with pressure washing. There's pressure washing businesses coming up every day. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's it. For sure. Yeah, I'm going with pressure washing. See, but like. There's churros. Um, I'm going with cupcakes. <laughs> the cupcakes one. Cupcakes is a good answer, too. The answer is best tip for frosting cupcakes. Oh, that frosting hey. cupcakes. Mm -mm -mm. It's also a euphemism. Um, so that's probably why mm -hmm. it was getting searched a lot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Round three. <laughs> why does my wife blank? Why does my wife frost my cupcake? No. no. Uh, Cum shot. Uh, yep. Um, mm. Mm. Why? <laughs> Uh, why does my wife hate me? Why does my wife fart so much? Or why does my wife blame me for everything? Mm. Why mm. does my non-existent wife fart so much? It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Mine has ulcerative colitis, so that's one. <laughs> that's the reason in my my scenario. It's totally your non-existent wife, Mike. It's not. It's not you. It's it's the non-existent wife. They're the one farting yeah. all the time. Yep. Yep. God, no, the other two are such <laughs> boomer ass. Why does my wife hate me? And what was the other one? The last one? Blame me for everything. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like blame me for everything is a little more 
Maybe that's a little more universal than hate. It's long, though. Then again, 50% of marriages end in divorce, so, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't think that's true, by the way. Who knows? I think it's more like 80. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why does my wife hate me? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm going to just make a decision here. I guess I'll go with Josh. I'm with you on the uh, blame everything on me because I think there's a lot of boomer ass dudes Googling that. Mike, what do we think? Oh, um, the farting. All right. The answer <laughs> is why does my wife hate me? Why does my wife hate me? Wow. Now, wow. I do want to point out some of the other phrases that came up in the <laughs> why does my wife category because they are all over the place. <laughs> and the final one, well, we'll get to it. But why does my wife yell at me? Mm-hmm. Why does my wife hit me? Oh, well, yeah, well, that's problematic. Yeah, yeah. Why does my wife sleep so much? Why does my wife not love me? Why does my wife lie to me? Oh, jeez. Why does my wife hum all the time? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And the final one, this was the number two option. And maybe there's something, maybe there's a reference to something I don't understand. <laughs> I, I even had my wife look at this, and I'm like, what am I missing here? Is this just, this is just strange. But why does my wife smell like condoms? What the fuck? <laughs> I, think, I think somebody's got to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, apparently, is the number two option. Wow. Very strange. Very I mean, strange. my wife's boyfriend doesn't use them, so that wouldn't tip me I, off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I have to like assume yeah. that this is like, this is people Googling, like, is it like a cheating thing? Like, they're being yeah. cheated on. But it's such a strange way to go about it. Do you remember that song? Does anyone remember that song that went uh, viral on YouTube in like 2006 or something? And it was Smell Your Dick. Uh, and it was oh. like this woman. She's like, something's going wrong far in the morning. You know, you come home. I yeah. want to sm- smell your, I wanna smell your dick. Yeah. yeah, it was. Because like uh, it's like, then I'll know where you've been. Like, I'll know it's not me on there. Yeah, that was a different <laughs> time in the internet. Yeah. Mm. I've forgotten this little nugget. Yep. I hope there's no nuggets on there. This is a video game podcast, so let's move on to the big question. Why does my wife hate me? (laughs) Since the introduction of video games, the large majority of them have featured some form of combat or violence. Whether you're shooting down alien spaceships, punching dudes in the face, shooting virtual enemies with realistic-looking weapons, chopping goblins in half with a sword, or whacking moles on the head, most games feature combat as their primary form of conflict. This is most obvious with genres like FPS, third-person shooters, fighting games, real-time strategy, action RPGs, etc., but it can be found throughout the entire medium. However, while it is the norm, it isn't always a given. Games like The Witness or Life is Strange or Animal Crossing, a number of rhythm games, some sim or management games, many sports games, and more do avoid combat of any kind, even cartoony violence. So guys, here's the question. We're going to go to you first on this one, Mike, because I think you're going to have some really good answers on this one. But what are some of the games that you have enjoyed that don't focus on combat or violence? And what are some of the most interesting ways you've seen games work around this as their primary form of conflict? So, Mike, let's go to you first. What are some games you've enjoyed that don't focus on combat or violence? Uh, Most of the (laughs) games I play... I mean, we got Bear and Breakfast. You're a bear and you have a beam Airbnb. It's great. There's no violence. 
a lot of games that I play don't have violence in it. That's fine. I don't I don't need it. Yeah. Golf with your friends. The violence is outside of the game when you're yeah, trying to kill your list. friends. You know? I don't know. I, violence to me isn't a necessity in games, and it is a necessity for me to have fun. And uh, it, it's kind of like there was a study a few years ago, a few years ago, it's probably like a couple decades ago, where they had a shooter and they they took one shooter and had it you know in your normal like call of duty style and then they removed all of the graphic violence and gore and people enjoyed themselves just as much it's like it doesn't really do much for me it doesn't need to be there it doesn't really matter i say as i'm on the practice range of overwatch right now (laughs) but you know puzzle games uh simulator games you know, management sims, cozy games, they're all they're all fantastic. They all provide an escape, which I think is what everyone's looking for these days in games. Yeah, it it has certainly gotten a lot better, especially as PC gaming has grown so much with, you know, the fact that you don't have to ship a game in a box in a store, you can put it on Steam digitally. That has really allowed us to have these indie games which really flourish in this space where they're trying different things and and part of trying different things in video game development is creating new forms of conflict new forms of conflict mean not having combat or violence which is not that it's a bad thing but it is pretty much all video games were for a really long time even in the arcade like as cartoony as it might be some things are still you know, it's it's still combat being the the main form of conflict there. I, I found it really hard to come up with games that I play often that have absolutely zero violence or any reference to it. Even like Mario Kart, you could say, has violence. So you talk about some like Forza games. So like racing, not all racing games even, but but many racing games, specifically Forza. The Stanley Parable, which I I was thinking, and there might even be a scene where like, there are scenes in which I think Stanley dies, but I don't, I don't know if it's done violently. I don't remember. So even that might not qualify, but something like Journey, House Flipper, obviously. Mike mentioned Golf with Your Friends. Pokemon Snap came to mind. You couldn't say the regular Pokemon games, but you could say Pokemon Snap. Not that I actually like Pokemon Snap all that much, but I have played it. And there are other walking sims. There are sports games, racing games, puzzle games that fit this, I'm sure. I'm not going to name them all. But it is hard to, especially looking outside of AAA games, to find games that don't have any form of combat to them. I would personally like to see more RPGs, and specifically MMORPGs, embrace non-combat play. We're seeing that with Palea, a new MMORPG in development right now that is really trying to go that route. And I don't necessarily want to see these games get rid of combat. I mean, I like combat. But what I want them to do is embrace roles that avoid combat more than they do right now players should especially it's an rpg you should be able to play how you want especially if it's a game where you're making your own character and you're you are well role playing you should be able to play a role that isn't combative and and still be able to succeed in that world and and so that's something that i want to see going forward but paul let's go to you next what are some of the games that you've enjoyed that don't focus on combat or violence yeah so i mean great question uh i generally would say similar to Mike that I don't play a ton of violent games. Like inherently it's not my main thing. So I like like walking sim sim games. I really enjoy, uh, you know, story narrative based games like life is strange, which you mentioned on the list. 
um as well as like, there's violence on it well I, again it's like it's about like the whole point that matt wrote yeah. and i mean if we want to like nitpick we can but like games that focus on combat or violence and i mean yeah. the game's focus is like walking around like gameplay is about walking around and discovering things even though violent things might happen to some of the characters you're not enacting it like you don't have control over creating like right creating, causing violence so i mean that's something and you know like uh, even like what remains of Edith Finch, what we talked about last week actually isn't it an interesting one where like a lot of horrific violent stuff happens, but you're not like doing it. Like it's not about killing, it's about like telling a story. Um, so I think that's really interesting in that way. In fact, it's kind of interesting. The well, anyway, I, I will digress. I was going to talk about like the fish scene, but yeah, yeah, that was that's what came to mind when I was yeah, thinking yeah. about it for this question. But it doesn't really uh, work in the way that I was going to say. But yeah. I think racing games, same thing, bubble shooter or any of those mobile games that I play all the time, obviously. But I mean, you could argue that those have a, a combative or like a, a an aggressive aspect. So I'm trying to destroy like all the bubbles. <laughs> so maybe I, I think those probably are out. Um, but then it always brings me back to like you were saying, RPGs, things like World of Warcraft. Um, I play that as ad nauseum, but like I often feel like I enjoy the gameplay loop and the feeling of the combat but also at the same time i always like i'm killing a lot of animals and i'm like all oh, these quests are so easy but i often feel kind of bad i'm like i wish i could just kind of run through and do this where i'm not like killing a bunch of animals or maybe i'm not killing like people like i have to kill a bunch of tauren even though i like tauren and it's like <laughs> i'd rather go kill these guys who are like really obviously evil and uh, obviously you can kind of choose what quests you do but yeah i think there is something inherently combative or 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 violent about rpgs and it, it is interesting to consider ones where there's more of a pacifist route you can go that's not hacky like we talked recently about like fallout new vegas and the pacifist route in that game the old star wars galaxies uh, yeah the old MMO, star wars you galaxies could, head, you could head, play like a, as a crafting profession and not yeah you know that being your main thing final fantasy 14 you can do that too technically and wow even put in things warcraft even put in things for that where you have like you know crafting now gets you experience and so does you know discovering things and doing certain things so i mean there's you know i think games are moving that way some games are moving to that experience and i think you made such a good point about palea and yeah i'm really excited for more stuff like that i'm actually really specifically excited um for a game today i'm that came out on early access which is coral island which i'm sure mike is probably like huh. on his radar potentially it's a stardew uh, valley knockoff but it's more um just the art style is less like 8-bit and old-fashioned d that's not 8-bit obviously but like little sprites and stuff and it's more like slightly more 3d but not really much uh and uh it's like these islands and there's there's mermaids but you're also just crafting and having like a little farm and so it's the same kind of thing but i just really like the the vibe of it and so yeah i'm really excited for that and um just i think it's getting me some paleo hype to be able to do that in a fully realized like massive 3d world with other people now josh you don't play a lot of indie games which is where you find a lot of this stuff so i'm really curious to hear your answer here to see the games that you've played that don't really engage much in combat it is uh, really, I could only come up with four. I'm sure there's others like The Sims, but I mean, you've got some violence in The Sims. Let's be real here too. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, the horrible things you can do to them. I, the four I came up with were just that I've specifically played and enjoyed were Flower, Firewatch, Peggle, and Golf with Your Friends. Oh, and Uno. Uno's just silly <laughs> Uno, as shit. Yeah. And technically a just card game, but I mean, uh, you know, playing it on the computer too. Like it's just, I mean... Obviously, I tend to lean towards game toward uh, games with the violence, but it's not like it's my necessarily my mo. Like mo, it's just it's kind of just where I lean. 
And it's just the kind of games I play, and a lot of the games without it just don't really do that too often. Because if it's good enough, like the games I mentioned, then I'm going to go play it. You know, that's no problem at all. I, I admit, I don't have a whole lot to add to this one just because I, I just don't play a lot of nonviolent games. I think they're really nice and relaxing. The Sims in particular uh, could be really relaxing. It's almost in the same vein as it's really relaxing to play peaceful mode Minecraft, like just uh, whatever the hell mode it's called, creative. Like you can just pop on and just not worry about stuff just like fighting you and killing you. You can just pop on chill, listen to the music and not worry about a thing. So, I mean, I I do like the occasional uh, nonviolent game. I think it's a nice change of pace, especially with all the busyness and stressfulness of killing and shooting and shit. Yeah, I mean, you play a lot of competitive games. You play games that are high in action. And those are combat based, at least they are right now. Non-combat games have a way to they have a ways to go to catch up to competitive games and, and games that are high in action. Something you could almost think of that also will cause violence outside of the game, something like overcooked. Like that is there's a lot going on. It's frenetic. I would say, you know, it's not your typical action, but there's a lot of action going on in that game. No combat. It's just making a lot of food really quickly but it's exciting and it's and it's fast paced and there aren't a lot of non-combat games like that Mm-mm. i i think i thought of another uh, kind of similar example when you mentioned esports probably rocket league uh, i mean you do you can blow motherfuckers up with your car but <laughs> i mean all things considered though like for as big on the scene as it is like it's actually a pretty like fun competitive game that isn't just about you know, it, it shows off your high skill without really any kind of violence at all. It's just soccer car. That's true. There aren't a lot of competitive, highly competitive games that aren't traditional sports like Madden or NBA 2K or something like that that don't have a lot of combat or violence involved. And I guess Rocket League would fit that fit that role. Although, yeah, I, I mean, there is a little bit of... I, I actually have never played Rocket League, but as you say, you can you can blow other cars up sometimes. Is that... Is that the case? Yeah. If you, you're going at a fast enough speed and you hit them, they explode. That's about okay, as violent okay. as it gets. Okay. Yeah. And it's cars. It's soccer cars. So, it's, you know, I think that fits. We're going to count that. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of interesting games that don't feature combat super heavily. But yeah, we definitely still have a ways to go for them to become super mainstream and to really get into the AAA space. I think it's going to be a few more years, but we are getting there and it's exciting because it's going to open up gaming and, and we're going to see a bunch of different ways of, of playing games and new gameplay mechanics and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's something to look forward to, I think, in the next five, 10 years. All right, let's move on to Name That Dev. And Name That Dev, I give the panelists up to 10 clues. The clues start off more vague and progressively get more specific. Once again, we're going to try the new rules. So when you think you know the developer, you're going to buzz in saying named it, but you won't say anything right away. You're gonna, we're going to mark you down as having guessed at a specific clue, and then you're going to take your headphones off so you don't hear the remaining clues. And the rest of the panelists will continue to play the same rules when they buzz in by saying named it and remove their headphones. And once all the clues have been presented, we'll go down the line to see who got it right. The person who got the right answer earliest into the clues will win. All right. Are we ready? Let's do it. This development studio opened in 1995. This is a Canadian studio. Their most successful early games were licensed properties. 
They are best known for a variety of role-playing games. Named it. All right, take your headphones off. They've had seven different subsidiary studios at one point, but only one of them still exists in the same form today. The first game was originally a proof-of-concept demo that would go on to become a full game called Shattered Steel. Their latest original IP released in 2019. They were acquired by EA in 2007. Their most notable licensed products are from the Dungeons and & Dragons and Star Wars franchises. Um, continue. And the final clue... Although this developer has had some misses recently, they have absolutely had a massive effect on the games industry. And named it. Yeah, named it. Okay. Paul, you can put your headphones back on. I'm motioning to him because he obviously can't hear me. There you go, Paul. All right. So, Paul, you said named it first very early. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to you. Who do you think it was? Uh, I think it was BioWare. You got it. It was BioWare. Mm -hmm. Nailed it. You said licensed properties, and then my thought was like, okay... I think I know who it is. I'm just going to take it off and I'm just going to like think it through for a second. Canadian company licensed properties. I think it's Bioware. Wow. But, Impressive. Yeah. When, when I said licensed properties, what came to your head first, D&D or Star Wars? Oh, easily Star Wars. All right. Yeah. Very nice. I, I thought of Star Wars and then I was like, okay. Because I, well, initially I was thinking like Ubisoft, but I don't think that's actually a Canadian company. I just think they are, they have a, like a They're large French. base. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have a large base in Canada and Montreal. But yeah, then yeah, Bioware. I actually thought EA for a second, and then I was like, well, EA is not Canadian, but wait. I didn't know that Bioware was Canadian. Do you know where they're based out of? I believe out of Vancouver, or that area. Am I wrong? Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Hey, cool. Yeah. Where all the money is. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the oil, the oil oh, uh, province, true. Alberta. The Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah. The Edmonton Oilers. Keep your stick on the ice. Very good, Paul. I think... <laughs> <laughs> that might be the earliest that uh someone's ever gotten the answer in that game very I'm good, really proud. Very good. i'm gonna be right this will be my peak of the week next week <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to the water cooler we're gonna take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week josh let's go to you first my friend what have you been playing this week time to extra embarrass myself y'all already know where i'm going with this Yep. Look, I'm already back yep. in a Wrath Classic. That shit don't uh -huh. pass. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Look, you know. I, I DM'd Paul yesterday, uh. and I said, I, I said to Paul, I know this is going to shock you, but, <laughs> but Josh is playing Wrath Classic right now. It's just like, bro, you're sitting there doing nothing else because you can't find anything else to fucking play, and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. You boot it back up, and then it's GG no re. Like, it's just, it has you by the balls once more. I'm not doing it quite as hard as I was uh before the prior uh, meltdown but uh yeah, i'm just taking it easy chilling out almost 79 now i feel like a fool for for being so in interested in your, for in your being it. over don't worry i was <laughs> yeah, i was yeah. convinced don't worry it wasn't just you it's me uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no I've, i like i said i've been mostly taking it easy with it but uh it's been solid it's been good fun it's I'd, honestly i've just been jumping around zones like fucking crazy uh, oh, okay. did did a good bit of Zuldrak. I leveled up basically from 76 to 78 exclusively with dungeons. Oh, nice. And then I've done 78 to 79 with a mixture of ICC and or uh, not ICC with Ice Crown and um, uh, Storm Peaks. Other than that, though, um, I've been playing uh, some Overwatch 2. I'm still having a lot of fun with it. It's just nice because everybody's playing Overwatch 2. So playing with friends is easy and abundant. 
so you can just pop on, talk some shit, and maybe dumpster a few kids. I mean, seriously, they made tanks. So the more I played, the more just fucking obscene tanks are. I mean, you can just run, like, all over certain teams if you're supported as a tank. And it, I, I'm not sure what to make of it quite yet, really, because I don't know which direction they're going to go because they're pretty clearly locked in because they went with the 5v5. But what do you do at this point? Because it really is silly. I guess they'll just, they probably won't give too much of a shit if it doesn't hurt their competitive league, but I kind of feel like it might. But I, who knows? Because DPS are like, certain DPS are really good, and other DPSs like McCree are just fucking useless now. The, you, there's much better hit scans. Sorry, who, what character are you talking about? <laughs> God, I've done it again. <laughs> Cassidy, God damn it. Uh, like, he, he's fucking useless now. But then you have other characters uh, like Sojourn who step in and then nullify both uh, him and soldier. Like, yeah. so it's, it, that's they, easier to fix though. The tank issue is harder. I think, I think that's it, it a is. harder issue to fix. Now, my, my question is similar games like a league of legends where you have, you have roles to play or, or Dota or whatever it might be. Are there characters in those games where like, if you have one person who's really good at this role, like you're, you're winning for sure. Yes, there are. I, I don't know if you're always winning, but I think in casuals, there are certain like when I used to play, like if you were really good at Zed or Fizz or someone who had like a lot of things where they could put themselves like in an untargetable state. Like if you right. were, again, very good and you were playing a bunch of scrubs, you would always win, basically. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, old Olaf, like if you just got even the slightest bit, two kills, three kills top lane, it was over. You were going to fucking just run rough shot all over, buddy. Like it wouldn't matter. Josh, you say everyone's playing Overwatch, but according to the internet, no one is playing it, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's been so contrarian and so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it's just, just have fun, people. It's okay. Just have fun. It's a video game. Everyone's obviously playing it. It's free, and it's Overwatch. Like, at least for at least a month or two, people will be playing this en masse. I don't, that, that, the real right. question is sticking power, but that's right. for future words. I'm also not sure what the fuck to make with... Uh, the battle pass system and i think i've kind of made my final decision on it and it's bring me back loot boxes i hate these fucking battle passes it's useless it's shit there's nothing good in it you have to buy everything now like if it'd be different if when the pve comes out i can just play a fat or flat 40 60 bucks uh and just be done with it oh, and i get all the true. skins yeah. but no shot that will ever fucking happen because that would take away so much of their bottom line um, but you have to do battle passes instead. I don't know. I hate it. I'm not a fan. Um, and I kind of wish they'd do away with it and just bring back loot boxes. Have they said how they're going to monetize the PVE stuff? Because now you've got me thinking it could be, I don't know if this monetization method is good or not. So I, I'm just spitballing cause this just hit my brain. But what if they release PVE, not as like a 40, 50, $60 box cost, but what if they incrementally add new PVE content over time? And if you buy the battle pass, you get the PVE. So this is what a lot of people have been actually talking about. There's rumors. I haven't really followed up on what's, I don't think any of it's like confirmed either way, but there's a lot of people saying they've kind of scrapped this idea of selling the whole thing. Cause they haven't talked about it in a while. And a lot of people think maybe they're going to actually, you're, you hit the nail on the head of yeah, what the rumors much. are. People are like oh, incrementally okay. release patches and then maybe charge you little bits for them as like an onboard, or maybe again, maybe the battle pass would be a smart way to add those in. That might be interesting, but that does seem to be the feeling of a lot of people. That that's what Blizz wants to do. It sounds like they went way out of their scope with the single player. It sounds like they wanted to do a whole bunch of shit and they never really got their footing. 
Um, so I kind of wonder if that's going to mean they're going to downscale it a lot and do that seasonal release, which would kill my excitement pretty much altogether for it. It's hard for me to even comprehend what Overwatch PVE is going to look like. You could be like halfway decent if the story is like fun because the characters are honestly with as little screen time as they get, they're likable with enough personality. So what they showed was you would have characters with skill trees and you would be able to customize how your character plays. Like each hero would have its own skill tree that would make it customizable. Whoa. Okay. That was the whole point of Overwatch 2 and then uh, Jeff Kaplan left and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna put it on the fridge. There's oh. no PVE content coming. Oh, I agree. They already announced that the Junkenstein thing is coming this October with the what? The the Junkenstein event. It was a PVE thing that everyone was like, "Wow, this is really fun. You should do yeah. more PVE stuff." And then they were like, "Oh, okay." And then they stopped updating. Overwatch. You mean the same one? Yeah. Okay. No, it's oh. not the same one. It's um it's going to be a new one um featuring Sombra as the evil person and the four heroes are the four people are Sojourn are the three new heroes, Kiriko, Sojourn and Junker Queen and then Ash. Ash is the fourth character that you can play as oh junker Queen. i thought you were saying junker ween like it's a weird halloween event he was saying junkenstein oh mm-hmm. it's a play because it like, ho- there's junk rat it is a halloween yeah, <laughs> okay event. we we finally roundabout way but we got there okay it's confusing to someone who's like played overwatch for a combined six hours <laughs> yeah it's not a shot week. that's I played <laughs> one week true. a lot of overwatch one week and that's it Yep. Yeah, it's it's it was a PV it was their first PV event. Okay. I didn't even know they had it at any of them. Yep. Where they had you play as four heroes against waves of enemies and then um you had to do it in order to get certain skins and stuff. It was it was cool. It's just for a game called Overwatch, they really don't like there's no like all of the old cinematics that they did, which were so incredible, but they're all like backstory on these characters. So you care about the characters, right. but we never, they're like, there's this huge vibe throughout the entire first game. Like we're getting the band back together. We're relaunching yep. overwatch, but then they never do. And we don't even know what that would look like or what that would be. And it's almost like there was this vibe that two would be that, but I really feel like they just could not decide well amidst a lot of other personal issues at blizzard and, and Kaplan specifically, but yeah, I really feel like they just could not figure out what Overwatch coming back would look like. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of difficult to discern a story. My understanding was they were going to do a second War of the Omnics because everything that you were fighting was against Omnics. And according to the story, my my thought process was uh, based on the Volskaya map and all the stuff with Sombra and Volskaya herself, there's going to be a second war against against the Omnics with um, Volskaya, the actual person who is in charge of Volskaya Industries, having her own evil army of Omnics, and you were going to try to save the world against them. But it's really weird because it's like you have all these factions, like looking at the heroes right now, you've got the people from, you know, the junk people, Junkrat, Roadhog, and Junker Queen. Like they're they're their own faction. Then you have Overwatch, which is like sixty percent of the roster. Then you have Talon. It's like 
Who would you play as? Isn't what like would you do? It's very or weird. Thing as well. Blackwatch was old Talon essentially. Oh, okay. Well, Blackwatch was old Overwatch, kind of. Reaper and uh, Soldier were both uh, on Blackwatch, right. and so was Hanzo. And I guess Steve Denuzzi right in the shit. So they have a similar issue to League of Legends, where they have a lot of these characters that are just thrown together in this game. And I think they could have gone about it in the same in the same way, where instead of making Overwatch your storytelling game, like you, it, it's your game where all the characters are, are together. But you could make other games that tell the stories of these characters, or a TV show, or a TV show. Exactly. Everyone since 2015, before Overwatch even came out, was like, "This shit's really cool. They should make just a TV show of yeah. this. This is like better than like you know people used to say that about the Warcraft cinematics. So like right. they should just do a movie." Overwatch right off the bat had this vibe that there's like there's all this backstory we're here now but also the game itself is just shooty shoot pick your character just like leagues like all league is that same thing if you were just saying it's just backstories nothing is currently happening but that's what the shows are for that's what single player RPG games that end up showing up are for genius yeah they they should have gone about it a different way I, I mean I I think you could totally be right Mike there could never actually be that promise for overwatch 2 but then it's like what what is overwatch 2 then it's just overwatch 1 but a 2.0 that was what was so confusing initially because they were like overwatch 2 is just a pve standalone right it's its own thing and then people were like wait so they're not updating the pvp aspect and then they were like no 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 we are and then that took over (laughs) yeah very strange situation but anyway josh Go ahead and, and finish up what you were uh, playing this week. That's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Josh is in bed right now. He fell asleep <laughs> from this conversation. Paul, let's go to you next. What have you been doing? Uh, speaking of being in bed and asleep, uh, I haven't played any games this week. I'll be honest. Like I really, I might have played some WoW Classic Like after we did the last show between then and now. I think uh, you and I might have played a little bit, but honestly... Not really. I have just been kind of just nursing myself back to health. And now I'm just I'm ready to hit the ground, though. I bought a game yesterday. I repurchased Dragon Ball Z Kakarot um, for PC. Uh, I bought it at launch on Xbox One for 80 fucking Canadian dollars. It ended up with tax being almost like $100. Wow. It was it was a mistake. I did not want to pay that much money for it. And then Xbox would not give me my money. They were like, You've played it, so clearly you uh, clearly you, you don't want a refund. I was like, that's why I want a refund. I put like an hour and a half in, I, and then I and then I lied. I changed. I should have stuck with the lie. Then I changed the lie, and I was like, my little brother freaking bought it on my account, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, but now um, I got on sale for fifteen dollars, and that's the right oh, price uh, wow. because I've been getting this big like Dragon Ball vibe lately. I've been watching you know uh, old uh, YouTube videos of. Of big fights and stuff so yeah i'm pretty excited to play through the story again on that i'll probably zone out because it's like such an open world rpg i just i get bored it's like one of those games where you can fly around the map and then there's like all these cool things around but then also um random fucking enemies will just like fly at you while you're having a nice time in the overworld and then you have to fight them uh and that shit just that shit just infuriates me is is the pc version getting the update that like the that the ps5 because they're releasing it with updated visuals for PS5 Are and they? Xbox Series. Yeah, I, it was just announced like this week. 
That's cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the PC version probably just already has, like you can up the graphics pretty high. So I feel like maybe it's something like that, but I, I don't know. Um, one cool thing about the PC though, is I, there's mod support so I can get some oh, like wow. really fucking crazy, uh, like I can like add on all the crazy hairstyles and, <laughs> and nice. power ups that you can get later on that weren't really included in the base game. Cause they keep, they're just churning them out now. So pretty psyched. Sweet. I would not have expected mod support for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, it's weird because like at least I, I noticed like Xenoverse and some of those more like fighty like two person ones. Those have more mod support and that makes sense to me. But yeah, and like this like single player <laughs> version, it's kind of funny. All right. Mike, what have you been playing? I've been playing Overwatch. So let me talk about Overwatch. <laughs> um, Part two. One more time. One more time. Um it's overwatch it's free the battle pass is uh stinky stinky and um i'm not buying it because it can go fuck itself like everything in it well okay i'll buy it if i reach the end of it because the genji skin is the only thing that's at all interesting hopefully their numbers are low and then they realize that they need to obviously for the first season it won't be but hopefully going forward people stop buying it and they realize they need to put more shit in it I think okay. All right, let's talk about Overwatch going forward. I think just season two. Really, sorry, go, I just wanted to ahead. really quickly jump in before you start this and just say that's what uh, people said when they were like Diablo Immortal so fucked. I hope people don't buy it and then they'll learn their lesson. And it's, it was just like the most popular thing in the history of time. So uh, yeah, I, I don't have high hopes. So this is what I expect from Overwatch going forward. Uh, season two, uh, it, which is in a little over or a little less than two months now season two is going to be a complete shit show um because the next <laughs> hero that they release is going to be a tank for some odd reason even though um there's only one tank on each team and there's two supports for each team but you know we have just as many tanks as supports it's fine we we, we need more tanks clearly not more more healers on top of that i don't think they're gonna fix much of anything the competitive scene is calling for a nerf for D.Va because D.Va um, is hilarious in that she can just boost past your front line and bully the fuck out of your back line and they can't do anything about it. Um, so D.Va's probably going to get nerfed. Sombra will probably have to get nerfed because Sombra counters every single tank in the game. Sombra counters every character in the game, but definitely counters every tank in the game which i mean that's a if you turn off the it's tank you win um, and yeah i i think their their current outlook on cosmetics is um abysmal kiriko's legendary skin is literally she has a jack she has a like a bomber jacket or like like an athletic jacket instead of her kimono and everything else is the same and that's legendary and i'm like well, why um same goes with junker queen and for uh sojourn which you know that's cool that's fine yeah people people aren't happy that's that's being said people are playing it but i think they're going to after the first season they're going to be like hmm people are playing our game but they're not paying us money it's like because there's nothing to pay money for. You didn't you didn't give us anything to pay money for. And I think it's hilarious. I was going through the hero selection uh, the hero stuff earlier in the podcast cuz I was curious and I was listening. 
And like Kiriko has some skins that are Kiriko has an orange recolor of her skin that you can't get. There's no way to get it. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> it's she just in do. her. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> you can't buy it. It's just in in the hero like gallery. It's coming. It's coming. Halloween Day special orange. Yeah. Halloween Day. Special. Yeah. It's it's a basic skin and you can't buy it. And I don't know what what the fucking point is, but you know, whatever. It's fine. That being said, yeah, it's more Overwatch. I'm excited to play some competitive. Um, I'm getting the itch to play competitive and get salty and have people stop leaving my matches. So yeah. Other than that, played some Valorant, played some more uh Moonbreaker. Still good. I'm keeping an eye out on their Discord to see when I can enter in one of their tournaments. Uh, they already had one, so... Whoa, already? Yeah, it's not anything by the developers. It's all, mm. you know, uh, community right. grassroot community stuff. So Cool. Um, but I'm looking to try to get in on one of those. Sweet. So that's about it. Very nice. Well, I'll be quick. I also played a little bit of WoW Classic. Really didn't play that much, but I got to level 73. I'm having a blast. I told Paul and our other buddy at some point, you know, I want to go through the leveling experience in this slowly. I am in no rush to get to 80. I just want to enjoy Northern and I'm having a great time. Played a little bit of Rift. I streamed a little bit of Rift. I'm back, baby. I rolled a new character with a rogue calling. I plan to make him hunter or ranger type. Just haven't played like physical uh, range DPS in that game at all. So I'm looking forward to trying that out. But I will go back to my main character. I think he's level 61. I've never gotten to max level in Rift, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting close. You level really quickly at the beginning, and then it just takes fucking forever, which is fine because I enjoy it. I've had many a relaxing day just putting on YouTube videos or podcasts and, and playing Rift and leveling up. But like after level 40 or 50, it just slows the fuck down. But that's fine. You know, it's a good time. How long do you think we have left on Rift? Oh, I hate to bring it. I hate to be the bearer, but how long do you think we got a year left too? That's it's really hard to say because in about a year or two ago, people thought it was about to be over. Like it was about to be donezo. But Gamigo even though they don't talk about it a lot in their financial reports, they mention it. And even if it's the fact that it's mentioned once is like enough for people to kind of hang on to that and, and believe that they're going to keep it around. I mean, they, they reintroduced their battle pass system that they used to have, or are they like either they reintroduced it or they have rotated back to the first season or something like that. So, I mean, they're doing things monetarily which means that they're still getting money out of it so they're gonna still keep the the servers online yeah, as long as they're still making a little bit of money just enough to turn a profit they don't give a shit yeah i i think i think the rift dev team is literally like two people so <laughs> there's like no one there anymore and there's no like rift community person it's like a gamigo community person who might sometimes be in the rift discord and maybe like this last weekend, they had an issue where there's like 10 EU servers and like eight North America servers. You can s switch between servers. The server really only just 
determines where your guild is. But there was a server on, on the EU side called Wolf Spain, and if you if you tried to go to the character selection screen on Wolf Spain, it bricked your account, and they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't like get in contact with someone from Gamigo, and then eventually they did, and it was fixed. But it was like for a day or like a day and a half, you couldn't play Rift if you went to the Wolf Spain character creation screen and so that that sucked for a lot of people there was a lot of mad people in the discord (laughs) but it was uh it was interesting it it's a neat little community to be a part of because so many who are part of it are just they've been playing the game forever and they're so into it but they're also really helpful i was looking for a guild on my new character the other day and this other person whispered me and they're like hey we we just started this guild and then they were telling me about all these other guilds and it was a good time like a lot of the people who play that game are super helpful and they want to see new because they want to see new people come in because they don't want their game to be dead in the water. So they, they love it when, when new people try the game. So that that's a great part of the community because you don't get that in a game. Like wow players don't give a shit if you're, if you're new or not, because you playing the game is not going to decide if it continues to exist. Same with final fantasy or any other big online game like that. Like people can be toxic because they don't care. You don't matter. But in a game like Rift, every new person playing the game matters. So I also played NCAA Football 14. A lot of college football going on, got me hyped. Uh, since I had moved a year ago, I I hadn't taken the Xbox 360 out of the box. So I had to go digging in closets trying to find it. And then, oh God, this was so annoying. And then I was digging around everywhere. So it took me like an hour to get the thing set up because I also the the TV I had in, in the in the office didn't have a power cord because I never unpacked that. I don't know what happened to that. But then I was digging around trying to find the game. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I have it digitally. I didn't have a physical copy of NCAA football 14. So that was fucking annoying. I was looking for something <laughs> that didn't exist. So anyway, started a, uh, a new fr- uh, dynasty. I guess they call it with Idaho. And the reason oh. why I pick Idaho is because they're they're really they're not even FBS. By the way, Sports Talk Radio now. Idaho's not even FBS anymore, so it's funny that they're in the game. Oh, wow, that's right. They went down. Yeah, they're just really bad. <laughs> but the thing I like about Idaho in this game, it's always fun to play a bad team and like build them up, but Idaho plays in a domed stadium. So that's what I really like about it. It's kind of neat. I think Sy- Syracuse might be the only other no, uh, UTSA, San Antonio. They play in one, too. Anyway, there's your do- your college football talk. But I'm having fun. It's a good time. <laughs> All right, let's move on. But before we move on, I do want to note that we're making a slight change to the typical show format here. Now, going forward, audience questions are not going to be a mainstay every week. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to bank up two or three questions, and we're going to rotate those in with this following segment. So the the segment that follows the water cooler will we're going to rotate in audience questions. So keep asking those questions in the discord or an email or on Twitter or whatever uh, game groups at gmail.com or in the community uh, discord. Keep asking those. We'll bank them up and then we'll get to it and put that segment in every once in a while. But with that said, let's move on to pitch meeting. It's been a little while. We haven't done this in a while in pitch meeting. Our panelists and myself have to pitch a game by combining two or three existing games and tell us which features we'll take from those games to make it fun and interesting. So, for example, you might pitch something like Dark Souls meets Animal Crossing meets Tower Defense 
where you defend your custom-built home from various villagers before fighting the final boss, which is a Tom Nook, a Cthulhu-esque Tom Nook. The three other <laughs> members of the panel will vote on your pitch. If you get at least two-thirds of the panelists on board, your project is greenlit. You can start hiring for the project. Now, today's pitch parameters. A fun twist on a brain teaser or puzzle game. A fun twist on a brain teaser or puzzle game. Josh, we're going to go to you first. You're going to give us the pitch first. Go right ahead. Oh, boy. Golly, y'all know me and my infinite love of brain teasers and (laughs) puzzle games. want to work this noggin as much as possible. All right, so from software, they're getting a little bit, you know, they're needing some extra talent. They're struggling these days. Elden Ring was a flop. And they call Total in flop. your Total they flop. call they call in your boy uh, Josh, and they say Josh, we we need something. And I'm like, all right, bet. Here's what we got: it's Sudoku meets Tower Defense meets Dark Souls. You got a timer on how much Sudoku you can do. Oh, you, you can only fill out a you know you have so much time. Maybe you can fill out all the rows and columns. Who knows? Maybe you can't. You might run out of time. Depends on the difficulty and how many you get right. You get a certain amount of pieces you can put in the rows you got right. Mm. So you can put a couple towers. You can put a couple ballistas. You can put a couple. You put a Solaire down, and he'll praise the sun and do extra damage. And then you've got Dark Souls bosses that you have to stop. They all come in and run, and you got to stop every one of them with your tower defense based on the Sudoku that you did. Wow. Uh, best part, if you own any other like Elden Ring or Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 1, all those bosses retroactively fit into the game. Wow. Okay, so incredible. right off the bat, I am greenlighting this. And the reason why is because my, my pitch is extremely similar. And so I feel like we can make a franchise out of this. Okay, so okay. If, if, if I greenlight yours, can you agree to greenlight mine sight unseen? That's a, that's a tall order there, bud. But you say you say it's similar. So Whoa, you know. what is this follow for follow <laughs> bullshit? Like, <laughs> excuse me. Okay, okay. Uh, here, we'll, all right, Mike. Okay, we're we'll forming redo a this team deal. against them. We'll redo this deal. <laughs> all right, here's what I'll do, Josh. I will greenlight yours on the condition that you end up greenlighting mine. <laughs> That's just the same thing. That's it's the, the same, same thing. thing. Well, but you don't have to just go ahead and greenlight it right away. Look. Matt, if they're uh, similar enough. You just have to green light it when you go. Oh, okay. so I can, I can change my green lights. I can, I can, I can say I won't do it now, but then later I can change my mind. Okay, we're yeah, in like, a no, different no. universe where green light means red light. Mm, very Josh, possible. do you want the money or not? The pizza, Papa. <laughs> wow, wow! Now it's extortion. <laughs> all, I, all I want, Matt, is your full faith, and that's all I ask for. And frankly, given the team uh, I'm working with, I'm hardly even going to need it. I believe it. I believe in your game. I'm green. Matt's holding a crisp $77 bill right now. It's got Joe <laughs> Biden's face on it. I don't know where the fuck he got it from. The president. That's where he got it from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe hands him out with a wink. Yeah. I'm green lighting it. Paul, okay. what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I'll green light it. All right. It's, oh, I don't yeah. have to like, it doesn't have to be like a fucking dragon deal. I just think it's cool. No, it's conditionally officially greenlit. However, Mike... Uh, let's let's hear what you think about this. I just I need some clarification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm gonna pull my green light back, but I want Mike to say what he's gonna say, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna base what I say on Mike. Actually, because <laughs> I really want to jump in just really fast and say 
I don't think that's how Sudoku works. So that <laughs> might be the problem with things. Mike, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, okay, okay. So so you're filling out rows to then do a tower defense. Sure, whatever. Um, I'm more concerned. I'm more interested into this idea of you have Dark Souls bosses that are going to walk through your tower defense maze. Mm-hmm. So the most interesting thing about Dark Souls bosses is their health pool and not their attack patterns or trying to overcome them that way it's just Mm. they're just meat bags that walk down a lane that's that's the key though you've got these smart ai that go into invasions and invade you right so we just plonk those down with like solaire he can huck some huck some solar at you huck or some Mm. lightning at you you know, you get your invasion like the swamp and dark souls. Who is 3. he hucking lightning at? <laughs> I, this is you know, a tower get, defense. Look, it's it's level one. You got <laughs> you got four Udex Gunders running at you, and even sure. at half health, they turn into the rats. It's like a, imagine a big board. It's not going to be like a quick tower defense like Bloom. It's going to be a long, arduous fight. Whoa, whoa! Watch what you say about Bloom. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's some that's some sacrilegious Bloom talk. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! Shit, Paul. Have you reconsidered? I, I think I'm. I'm still in. I think that seems there's some things to iron out, but I trust that. Well, I don't trust that Josh can figure it out, but I do trust <laughs> that he's hired some people who can figure it out. All right, Josh, your project <laughs> has been greenlit. I won't disappoint you, gentlemen. All right, now I'm gonna tag team in because, like I said, it's a very similar pitch. Now my project. Do you, do you guys want like five <laughs> five minutes to go behind like a curtain, and you guys can like do a dual pitch? No, we're good. We're good. Is that what they call that? (laughs) I thought it was uh, seven minutes in heaven. (laughs) All right. Seven minutes in Kevin. (laughs) Seven minutes in Kevin. You fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) My my project is Wordle meets Dark Souls meets Procedural Generation. Okay. So my game is Wordle, but... After you guess a five-letter word, you have to fight a procedurally generated boss that takes a physical representation of that word. Now, you have to defeat this boss in order to loot your clues. So if your guess doesn't contain any letters, no boss spawns. If it's all gray, no boss, no loot. Now, the more letters you get right, the harder the boss, especially if you're getting green letters over yellow letters. Then... When you finally guess the word correctly, you have to defeat a boss that represents that correct word who's created as a handcrafted fight for that day. Everyone else is procedural, but each day there's a handcrafted boss for the final answer of the day. Um, I'm going to green Matt, how many green lights do we get? You can green light all of them. We got unlimited cash. Okay. Groups are um, rich, baby. Yeah. Even knowing that, I'm going to remove my green light from Josh <laughs> and I'm going wow. to give it to you instead. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> because just hearing someone with a, like, you know, it's like when you think you hear a good idea and then you hear an actual good idea. <laughs> I'm not getting green lit by Josh anymore. Um, but no, that just, I, I, I'll let you, I still want my money in Josh's game. I, I, I just. But uh, if he wants it, he might not even want it anymore. <laughs> um, but Matt, that is the best fucking thing I've ever heard. That wow. is so cool. That is so cool. Uh, I just don't know if I get the... Here, here's. Can I make a suggestion? You play Wordle on your phone or computer like you do. Right. 
And then, so you get, so there's like an aspect of the game you can kind of play at work or something. Oh, it's a like companion you, app. And it's a companion app to mm-hmm. Wordle. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you also make a boss. And then based on maybe how quickly you got the word in Wordle, you get like handicap bonuses back Ooh. to like make you a little stronger against the boss okay. or to give you like a fun extra power up or something. Um, so maybe like if you, if you get it in one, you get like five tries on the boss because this maybe it's like that mm. or maybe if you get it if you get on like the last word you get like one shot at the boss and I like, maybe it. There's yeah, like yeah. so i think but i think there's something smart about building it into like wordle so or something that you can play at work so you like even when you're not at home in front of your xbox or whatever you're thinking about it right nice. those are good suggestions i appreciate that you'll be you'll be a great asset to this company i'm very invested in this <laughs> like josh josh is getting my money you're getting my mind and my money <laughs> josh what do you think I'm a big fan. I actually like it a lot. Although the real thing uh, I really am looking forward to is just misspelling a horrible word and then like this horribly like decrepit procedural like deformed monster comes out that just looks like the misspelling of jums. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm absolutely down with this. I'm green lighting this bitch. All right. Mike? <laughs> I'm not going to get green lit by anyone, but yeah, same. <laughs> I don't think there's enough money in the world to make this game so i'm not gonna whoa i, I don't think it's i don't think it's physically possible to make this game to make so a, an expertly crafted tuned boss fight every day based on every single day yeah. based it on the word have to be perfect <laughs> so it won't be a dark souls level boss fight It'll so here's like here's here's here's, here, here's the other thing here's the other thing so what you told me is if i fight a boss i get loot and I fight a boss every time I guess a word that has letters in the word. So should I just be bad at Wordle to get good at this game? Yeah. No, I, because yeah. if you if you don't get any letters, there's no but fight. I should use all of my guesses every day, which is the opposite point of I Wordle. I like what I've added in where you lose some of your chances at the fight or there's some kind of penalization for guessing too many times. Your loot is your clue, so you don't get to go on to the next guess until you've defeated the boss. Your loot are your clues that you get. Oh. Like, the, oh. like you're, you're looting. You guess the letters, that generates the boss, but you don't actually get to move on to the next step until you defeat the boss because you're looting those letters from the boss fight. Okay. Okay. I understand more. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> Fun. Fun. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Challenge. I can accept that. I can Challenge. accept that. I'm still not backing it because I okay, don't think fine. there's enough money in the world <laughs> to right. hire a developer to, to do this. Procedural generation, my friend. Do we have two of enemies? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. It's great. Sounds like no, two. No take backsies. All right. Sounds like two. Paul. Oh man, see Josh should have called no takes these backseats. He wouldn't be having all this fuckery on his. <laughs> ah shit. Ah fuck. <laughs> no contracts was a really bad idea. Yeah. Uh all right. Wow. Well, I thought I had a pretty cool one, but now these ones, uh, that was pretty good. That really threw my shit off. So um I went through a couple different iterations, different wordles, flirtle, something about uh flirting with words, uh reading Tinders, you know, who knows? Maybe one where it's Wordle, but every word is it's cat every day. That was an option that I thought of. But ultimately, wait, it's a different type of cat, or the word is cat every. The day? word's cat every day. Um, okay, it's a five-letter word, so you have to figure out how cat is spelt oh. differently every day. Okay, it's wrong every time, of course. Let's all let's all say our favorite spelling of cat with five letters. Mine, yeah, C A E A T. Mine is K Y A T T. 
That's good. Uh, uh, C-A-T-T-T. Oh. Oh, good one. Traditional. Good one. Mm-hmm. C-A-T and two spaces. That's, you have to use a letter. I'm sorry. Matt just said kyat, which sounds like something in Russian. So I said, I said kyat, kyat, uh, which sounds more Russian. Mike, maybe. you can be, be C-A-T underscore underscore. Uh, my favorite letter, the I'll underscore. Use numbers. <laughs> the gamer version. Yep. <laughs> the gamer version. <laughs> The MSN Messenger version. Oh, shit. All right, but let's get down to business. Please continue your pitch. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> which dragon do you think you'd be, Matt? This isn't a question for everyone. This is just a question for Matt. What do you mean, which dragon would I? Or, be? sorry, I forgot that you guys don't have dragons. Then, which shark on Shark Tank would you be? Oh, you're talking. Okay, um, Mark Cuban. I'd be Mark Cuban. You wouldn't be fucking Mark Cuban. I'd be Mark Cuban. <laughs> you'd be Ro- basketball. You would be. You would be Robert Herkovic. <laughs> I would be Robert Herkovic. You would. I really would you be. would. Be I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Because um, <laughs> even Robert Herkovic wants to be Mark Cuban, but he's, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's get into the pitch. So now that I've loosened you guys up a little bit, we're all having fun. Um, crossword puzzles. We all love them. I think all of us can say a crossword puzzle is fun from time. You don't like a cross? Okay, well, fair enough. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. I love doing a nice, uh, you know, Monday crossword is nice. Tuesday, once we get to like Thursday, Friday, I just learned recently they got progressively harder. Yeah. Um, I start to lose out on the uh, ability to do it, but it's fun to do. Um, but here's the thing. What is a crossword puzzle missing? Movement, action, platforming, question mark? Imagine a world... <laughs> This could be 2D or it could be 3D, you know, maybe we zoom out, but I'm imagining like a large 3D canvas. You're a little guy. Maybe, I don't know, you're an ampersand, something adorable that works in a crossword purpose. And off we have a crossword puzzle. Now, as you answer letters in the crossword, as you get words in the crossword puzzle, you unlock um, different ways to move around the squares. Oh, in platforming because you know the there's the letters allow you to use ledges and things to get up into certain areas so there's okay. hidden so you're moving around the crossword puzzle there's maybe there's little teleporters to get to different words so if you're like stuck on a certain word you can kind of get to a different zone of the crossword without having to like open a certain door so like let's say you have like you know five across uh you know feline animal you would write you know obviously c-a-e-a-t and so in that scenario, maybe the A would, you, you know, you could climb up it and then it would unlock a little lock and then it would open up something under the T mm. and then that would get you to the next word and you could solve it. Um, now, if you, you could, you're allowed to put in a different word. Um, it's just like if you put in cat spelled incorrectly, like K-Y-A-T-T, right. um, then you won't be able to get to necessarily the same spot. The example I gave actually has an A in the exact same spot, so it would work. But <laughs> in that scenario, um, maybe the word has to be right because otherwise you could just spam in different ones to get mm, the letter you want. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure on that that factor, but I think it is interesting. The idea of platforming, there's being hidden little ledges and things and, and ways to get to different words, and you kind of climb your way through the crossword puzzle solving as you go. It's hard to visualize. It's very surreal. Mm-hmm. I can Surrealist. see it perfectly in my head, but it's hard to imagine. I imagine like a squiggly 
drawn kind of like doodle jump or like a scribble knots or something. Um, but it's like a large crossword puzzle that fills the screen. And you can kind of like, as you walk around, it zooms these big, big boxes and mm. you can kind of move between the boxes with little doorways. And then you can get around that zone, that little square and there's different things in the square. Maybe there's enemies, maybe. Um, but okay. I think it's more constructive platforming than, than enemy. based. Here's my hang up. So because these, this is happening at the same time, the platforming and the crossword is happening at the same time, you're combining a very slow, methodical game with the crossword with you know, the action, fast platforming stuff. So I would argue that the platforming that I'm, I'm planning in this game is not fast-paced. Oh, it's more like okay. adventuring, exploring mm. the area. So there's not enemies, let's say... You know, not really going to be like an axe that comes down and hits you. It's more like there's a ledge over there with something interesting. There's some bushes over there. How do I get to that? Well, I need a letter that would like lift me up into that area. And then maybe I can get there. And then maybe if I do that, I can do this. Um, but maybe you'll get stuck. And maybe you like find a teleporter by jumping on a different letter. And then you can like go to a different word and try again. Um, it wouldn't, it would be methodical puzzle based jumping more so than fast paced Sonic the Hedgehog kind of shit. So I'm going to give you my cash. I don't know if the execution is going to work. I don't know if it's going to work, but... Relies heavily on that. I like the vision. I think it's going to be interesting. We might be able to sell people on the fact that it's just kind of this new interesting thing that's kind of absurdist. It's kind of surrealist. It, it doesn't... The execution doesn't have to be perfect because people won't expect it to be perfect. So you know what? You got my cash. Thank you. Josh. Hmm. I'm torn on this one. Because I don't, I don't like crosswords. Yeah, fair. I don't, I don't think they're good. I also don't like bad Sudoku, game though, design. And, and to be fair, you don't like puzzle <laughs> games, so that's tough. That's this tough is, for this, this entire is, bit for you. This is very tough. Think of I'll, what someone who would play that would like. <laughs> I also think it's it's sort of adorable and may work better on like a mobile platform. Oh, uh, I'm like definitely imagining like a Switch kind of game or something like really like crossword puzzle, but like on your phone and with like. 3D platform, and even who knows? Maybe it's got to be. You know what? I'm just being generous today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna greenlight it. I think this wow. is clever. I like it. Thank you. You caught him on a good mood. In a good mood, Mike. What do you think? All right. Here's the thing. These two, these two fucks greenlit it. However, <laughs> you're only gonna need my green light because we're gonna get Phil Spencer on this. Hell one yes, in one way, and that's if the main character's Clippy. Done. Oh my God. Sold. I don't care. I'll I'll take Clippy any old day. I'm out. <laughs> That's okay. We don't need I got you. Mike and me Phil and, now. Me and Phil, we're gonna get put it, you know, day one on Game Pass. Let's go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. Very nice. Well, Paul, you are uh your green light. Thanks. Super green lit. Hell yeah. Mike, let's hear your pitch. All right. All right. So you guys have been pitching pen and paper games but in video game form. So I'm going to pitch you something different. Um, I think you all thought I was going to do Sudoku. I'm not. That's that's old. old I did think that. Did think that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Confirmed. No. Um, what I want to do, um, there's this puzzle game that has had four different iterations. It's called Trine. Ooh. Very, very fun puzzle game. Josh and I have played a little bit of it together. I've played Trine. But I want to make a, a game similar to Trine, but I want to call it Three Monkeys. 
I want to call it Three Monkeys because you play as one of the three monkeys. See no evil, hear no evil, say no evil. And the shtick is each one only has one of its senses taken away. Hmm. That's it. That's all I need. Interesting. So you can't play at couch co-op. You can't. It has to be online. No. It would have to be online co-op. Okay. I'm thinking similar to like uh, we were here together or we were here forever um, where you're doing puzzles together, but each one of you has separate keys to the puzzle. Yeah. Similar to that. You'll have it, you'll have one person who is it, it's a platformer or it could be it could be literally whatever you wanted in terms of a puzzle game. But like one person can't see one person can't hear one person can't talk. It's like that game where you each have you're each trying to like launch the rocket and then you have different like buttons and you have to like go like quick mm-hmm. hit the yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally in. That's a that's just a great game idea. So one th- one thing that and I, I'm sure this is part of the fun is finding out how to work around this. But the one who the the, the player who can't see would have to speak to communicate and then the Mm -hmm. the the one that can't hear won't be able to hear it Mm -hmm. the one but but the other one can't speak can they not hear other players or they can only not hear the environment that's what i that's what i'm saying yeah because then 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 the one who can't talk would have to type it out but then the one who can't see wouldn't be able to confirm if they said it correctly (laughs) for the Mm -hmm. other person Mm -hmm. yeah we'd have to play test this (laughs) see see how it goes We we have to t- play test it to see if it's remotely possible. <laughs> the other way that you can do it is one person, only one person can. No, no, no. no. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> this is falling. Let's back apart. it up. No, no, no. It's not. Bu- it's not falling apart. So one person can't hear. Right. That person can see and speak. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have in in game avatars, right? Because it, it's mm-hmm. similar to trying. So yeah. you'll have things to emote things to nod shake your head etc like you you'll be able to convey things via sight convey things via hearing and the other one that i said (laughs) speaking (laughs) speaking thank you you're gonna convey things via hearing sure (laughs) We're, we're gonna need some extremely smart people to work on this game to figure this out yeah that's fine I, I think I'm in the scenario here. Uh, I'll just go first and say that I don't know if it's possible to work in the way that like just quickly we imagine how great it would be. That being said, I'm fully willing to back it enough to build a playable test that we could uh, we could see if the physics and logic of that work. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm doing a yellow light. I'm going to fund it to yeah. to a proof of concept demo. And then we'll see where we go from there. If it's if it's everything that you've said, <laughs> if we can make that actually function in some way where we can communicate somehow, um, which probably just take needs us to honestly just take like a piece of paper and try to write out what the fuck we're t- how the different <laughs> permutations would go of communication. Um, but yeah, uh, if if the play test makes sense, uh, then I would then I'd fully back it. But if it if it starts falling apart, we'd have a very different conversation. I want to I want to I want to take a second to talk to the board before Josh makes his, his his statement sure matt was over here boasting procedurally generated 
enemies and <laughs> daily handcrafted bosses. Listen, Yet listen. mine gets a play test. You know why? It's because I can understand. I can imagine a play t- like a like a procedurally generated enemy. It doesn't mean it exists, but I can imagine what that would be like. I can't fathom yet. Like if no speaking from the one logic. person, no hearing from like if they could yeah. actually ever communicate. Like I, I just can't. My brain can't think of it. It's because I'm stupid. They both can see, yes? Two can see, yeah, one uh, okay. can't. Both people that can see can use a ping system to communicate. Sure. Oh, oh, a ping, like a sound-based ping. Like a vision-based ping. Well, I was just going to say the sound person <laughs> could maybe, like, who can't see, maybe they could use, like, a, well, I guess right. they're talking. Or they can't but they're talk also talking. If they can hear. Listen, I'm <laughs> if in. If you can see, I'm, you can I'm communicate. <laughs> I t- I trust that you are the only one who would have thought this through enough, even though you do seem to be questioning it. So I'm, I mean, I'm in, I'm like, I mean, I'm yellow to the point where I just want to see a proof of concept, but then I'm green. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all, that's all I'm saying is I just need to see it working in action and then, and then you get the rest of the money. See, this has to me been the most, one of the more cohesive ones. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best game. Like, again, if it, I can, if it I can, can work, I would buy this. this. <laughs> like, I'm imagining it with trying characters where you switch to monkey see, you switch to monkey do, and you switch to monkey hear. And then, like, you have to navigate the level. Sorry, and, what? Whatever, whatever the, whatever <laughs> you the, know, the, you know the, the third monkey. See, monkey say, here. here are the three monkeys. Monkey do here. no evil. <laughs> monkey see, monkey do, monkey pee all over you. <laughs> Regardless, I could, I could kind of, like, see it in concept and see how it works a little better. I don't even know if you necessarily need a play test. Just base it off trying. And this is this is how games get made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you need a play test. We need to know. Betas it, are It's needed. different when some people can't hear the other person talking and then one person can't see anything. Amazon Game Studios is scouting listening to this listening to this Ima- podcast Ima- right now they're Ima- saying josh no play test you're fucking hired Imagine someone like a bunch of refunds flood the game like the sound doesn't fucking work my screen went black no one can hear me on discord anymore what the fuck where's the qa department what is this shit i mean uh, i would want to bring in someone who has experience making games for that mimic disabilities so like just because you can't see doesn't mean you can't on you wouldn't you wouldn't be presented with a black screen because you wouldn't know where you're standing kind of in a sense of like you would know what you're touching Mm. like touch would still be a thing that would give you a sense of the world at least how would you have touch in a video game your character would it could be represented by like fuzzy dotted lines or something, some yeah. sort of outline of the area, but not not enough to be able to solve the puzzle by sight, but enough to I know see. where mm-hmm. you are. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Because this is a game, uh, we all have equal amounts of money to pitch in. And because you got a green light from Josh and a half, you got a yellow light from me and a yellow light from Paul, I think that equals two green lights. Oh, even more. I think it's a two and a half or Yeah. So I think Damn. you're good. I think Damn. you're greenlit. Thanks. It's guys. happening. <laughs> you're uh, take the money and, and go buy go buy a car. Wow. Thank God I only gave him I think I really gave him half up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> All right. Well good stuff.
Good ideas. Uh, if anyone ever wants to develop a game from any of our ideas on pitch meeting, uh, goodnightgroups at gmail.com. Just take it. <laughs> know that I have registered it as IP and we will see you in court. Oh, yeah, that. I definitely don't look it up. Just, just know that I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a special shout-out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout-out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games to provide a quick reason why it's like someone is getting this attention. I'll go first. A special shout-out to Gamigo, because even though most of the MMO world hates how you handle your games and acquisitions, at least you're keeping the lights on for Rift, however dim those lights may be. Paul, your special shout-out, please. Special shout out to a character from early in the PC uh, 3D days who is finally coming back after memes of years of memes. <laughs> what? Uh, years of memes to be the star of a brand new video game. And that is Clippy. Oh. We know him. We love him. And he just really feels like he would be a great character in a 3D platformer. Everyone, everyone loves Clippy. Except me. I don't love Clippy. I don't. We, you know, it's funny. We all hated Clippy. Yeah, it's one of those things. And now, now it's we nostalgic. all want him back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Josh, your special shout out. Special shout out to Samurai Sudoku. He's not an actual guy, but imagine how cool he'd be. He'd be very cool. <laughs> Mike, your special <laughs> shout out, please. Firstly, I want to say to Matt. Oh. Just yeah. because the lights are are dim for Rift, think of it just as mood lighting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or like when your great grandfather's in a nursing home and there's the flickering light ahead, and he starts going, "Is that the light?" And or the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Or you forgot to pay your electric bill, and um, <laughs> that dim light is actually the pilot light in your oven. Um, anyways, oh, oh my God. <laughs> still got that gas turned on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still be warm tonight. My special shout out is to uh, Sylvia Plath. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm not putting my head in an oven. Um, my special shout out uh, is to um, it's not Sonic, so Matt can breathe easy. He can stop holding his breath. It's going to be to um, the one, the only Sombra from Overwatch because. As much as I thought you were useless in Overwatch 1, you have now become my most hated character. Sure. A lot sure. of people don't know this, but Sylvia Plath actually wrote a lot of the lore for Overwatch. Sombra was based on her. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. If you really like the show, we encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups. We currently have two different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groups. The $3 plus tier will get you access to this show two days early and a special shout out. Matt, Matt, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. $3? Yeah. $3. $3. Three bucks. That's crazy. I was actually just at uh, my local used bookstore and I saw a copy of The Bell Jar uh, for two ninety five, <laughs> and I picked it up and uh, I, I've been having some pretty dark thoughts. Yeah. Uh, honestly. And you're telling me that if I spent $3 on this podcast, I could just listen to, uh, you know, there's no talk of Sylvia Plath on the podcast and I get it two days early. Well, I can't promise the first part of that. Right. But Fair you enough. will get it two days early. Well, that's cool. Hopefully two days early is good because I don't know how many. Never mind. <laughs>
A special shout out to our honorary group supporting us in the $5 plus tier. That's Andre D, James B, and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please. Plath herself. <laughs> we also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. S.E. Hinton. Looking at all of you in the Discord. Everything helps. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of our content. Margaret Atwood. What, what are you doing? Hmm? What are you doing? <laughs> Where you'll find this podcast, Southern Fried Groups, Game Reviews, and more. DB Woodhouse. On the website. You'll also find a link to the community Discord where you can hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates, and chat with us on a daily basis and talk about our favorite authors from the 1900s? <laughs> no. The 20th century? Well, I guess that's the same thing. Yeah. Before we get out of here, guys, <laughs> do we have any last thoughts? Uh, tune in next week to see what game I quit. And support your local libraries. That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for Overwatch. joining me. Take care, everyone. Good night, Groups. Hopefully not forever. <laughs> <laughs>